Alright, well, if we are ready to start for real now... Yes. Then I will start by saying that this is Halcyon City in the Megalad Fuchsia universe. <laughs> oh! Which means that everything may be similar to the Halcyon City we all recall, or it may be different. So in other words, I may be going off script or inventing things that uh, Colin did not intend, and if so, it is up to him whether it is true in the regular universe or not. That's great. Thank you. All right. With that out of the way, let's uh, meet our new super teens. Colin, you, you don't have a super teen normally, so you go first. All right. So my character's name, or his superhero name, is Rethink, he, they pronouns. And I'm playing as the delinquent, which is your bog standard, the shitty teen character. And my power set is minor manipulation of people's minds by telling them things that they don't want to do. And specifically, it has to be things that they don't want to do. But that still gives me a pretty wide range of things I can do with that. And also teleportation sort of like Nightcrawler's abilities. And unless you want to open up with my secret identity stuff, I think I'll keep that secret for now. All right. But I would like to know uh, which moves you have taken, including which advancements you have taken and whether they have added to your move list. Okay. So the advancements I have taken are I add plus one to any two labels. So I'm actually working with a sum of five as opposed to a sum of three. And then the other advancement I've taken is take another move from your playbook. So the moves I've taken are, are you watching closely? Which allows me to roll to try and exploit people's flaws. And then I have three passive moves, which are, I don't care what you think, which gives me a plus two to rejecting other people's influence. Team what team, which allows me to use team in a weird way. Uh, if I use it selfishly, I can clear condition or mark potential. And the first time I use it in a session to help a teammate selflessly, I can take plus one forward. And then Criminal Mind, which gives me a couple of extra questions to assess the situation that I can ask even on a miss. All right. And just picking randomly, Ape, you go next. Uh, all right. Uh, I am playing the star and... Uh, my character is Waylon Conley, and his superhero name is Ballyhoo. So, his power set is, um, originally he just thought he could make noise, but he's since kind of grown into it and now can, basically his understanding of it is that he controls and control and create vibrations, which, we'll see where that goes. Um, he's a very sharp-dressed, well-spoken man, the young man. And he has Firebrand, Rouser. Um, he's got an audience, which is part of the big thing of the star. And he can easily speak to them at any time, which you can call on them for information or help. He earns a lot of money from their interests. I'm thinking he's like a streamer kind of guy. Like a... kind of that personality. 
that's where the he's kind of person who whips out the smartphone as soon as something interesting is happening and presses two buttons and is all always shows up live. I'm thinking he's kind of got like drones or that are controlled by um so one of the things is that I have uh, in my backstory who outside of my team supports my burgeoning star in every every way possible. I figure I've got like a number one fan who controls this like editing and stuff and just basically helps me up but he also has you know sometimes you can get drones or whatever and just like record what a what we're doing um i've named this dude matt price uh but my audience are fickle they require constant simulation and they require chemistry with your allies uh and for active moves uh let's see so i start off with two from the playbook. I've gone with time for the show. When you put on a flamboyant display of your powers, roll superior on a 7 and 9, name one NPC present. On a 10 plus, name two NPCs present. The named NPCs must either volunteer help or information, express admiration, or ask for your help, GM's choice. On a miss, your display catches someone watching in the wrong way. Then I have also taken the gossip mags. When you tap into the, into the gossip and rumor mill of the celebrity industry for information on an important city figure, roll plus superior. On a hit, you can ask the GM questions. On a 10 plus, ask three. On a seven and nine, ask one. What are they up to? What or who do they most care about? What allies do they have? Enemies? Where and when can I find them? How can I make them vulnerable to me? On a misc, ask what anyway, but they hear about your interest in them. And then I have also, uh, as an advancement, taking uh, taken Are You Watching closely, because I thought it was very appropriate for someone with sound powers to be able to distract someone easily. It is. Uh, and then my second advancement, I took Rearrange Your Labels As You Choose, Add Plus One to a Label. All right, so your pool is four then. Yes. All right, and then Cat. All right. <laughs> So, I am playing Angelo Argento, otherwise known as Cufflink. Playbook is The Brain, which is the kind of superhero whose superpower is that they're just really smart. Specifically, Angelo has the ability to understand and retain all information, having only seen it once, and then with a complete enough picture can see forward to the next step in that information's advancement. All right. And uh, out of the abilities list, so what invention do you rely on the most? That would be my prosthetic limbs. Both of my legs and both of my arms are artificial, and I built them myself. Interesting. Did you have to cut off your own limbs, or was it a pre-existing accident? It, it was not something that I did by choice, and it was a very traumatic event. See. And uh, what about your giant shame? Right. So, the sort of big thing about the brain is that they have a shame, some sort of invention or creation that isn't great, sort of morally speaking, but they have to live with it. In Angelo's case, it's a prototype AI that he built 
he became devastatingly aware of his own mortality after the accident that removed his limbs from him. So he devoured every single document that he could get his hands on on AI emulation and brain scans and saw forward to a device that could combine those. And he scanned his brain to create a sort of checkpoint for himself for when he died. Unfortunately, letting this brain scan take on new stimulus caused it to develop a divergent personality. So it's a whole-ass person now, and she's pretty unhappy with the situation. Is the AI full supervillain, or just upset and um, in need of help? She has not gone full supervillain because she, the thing she wants most in the world is an independent, fully functional body, and she sees Argento as her best shot at that. So she supports him while also mm, hounding him constantly and just generally making living a, a little bit more unpleasant for him. All right. And uh, how about your moves and advancements? So my... I got three moves to start as the brain. I took always prepared, which is when you have a chance to restock your supplies, hold up to two gadgets. When you unleash your powers by producing a brand new minor invention or gadget from your supply, spend one gadget and roll plus superior. So I basically have maximum two credit chits to let me unleash my powers with superior instead of free. And when I hit zero gadgets, I mark a condition. I also took logical angle, which lets me comfort or support with superior instead of mundane. However, if the person I do it on chooses to ignore me, I mark a condition. And I also took scientific insight, which is you have, mas you have achieved mastery over a field of science and technology. Name it. I chose mechanical engineering with a particular focus on medical devices. Whenever you assess the situation and your field of study is directly relevant, you may ask a single follow-up question. And my advancements were, I took the sanctuary from the doomed. So our base has useful tools, medical equipment, and a powerful computer and our downsides are that it is difficult to access and it draws dangerous attention. And then I, my other advancement was I took a move from the beacon. The default name of the move is, come on, Lucky, but I renamed it the Panoptic Other Half, which is that my artificially intelligent divergent self, who's name is Zosima, lives in the devices that I keep on my person, and she is constantly taking in information and running probability scans and projections and feeding them to me. So I have an ongoing plus one 
to danger, savior, and superior roles if her analysis could ever apply to it. However, if something happens to hurt her, I have to roll take a powerful blow. All right. And just for reference, everybody has also taken their moment of truth, just in case they feel like using it at some point during the next three sessions. And one last bit of business is to figure out how you all came together. So, um, I will start with the base playbook and move into the expansions from there. Delinquent, when our team first came together, we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. What rules did you break? What rules were they? Or whose rules were they? So, I want to say we broke some of the DHEA's rules because, fun fact, that has probably come up to the team, but I haven't really gone into it any further. My powers actually come from being a DHEA experiment as an infant, and they considered me a failure. And they don't know it, but my powers actually manifested around puberty, which was like, you know, 13 years later than they were hoping. I don't know what rule we broke. Maybe don't get involved in stuff that the DHEA is already involved in. So we 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 found out something that the DHEA was already like heavily involved in. They were like, no, you don't don't get involved in this. And we were like, oh no, we're gonna. We're doing it. It's happening. Alright. So you uh, essentially went around the superhero police procedures in order to uh, save the day more efficiently? Yes. Okay. Well, it must have turned out well, because as a team, you attracted the attention of a major media outlet within the city thanks to your efforts. Who are they, and why do they support you? Uh, I can't be the only superhero who kind of, like, streams and shares as their exploits. So I would imagine there is an entire little cottage industry for this. Like a Twitch sort of thing, but for superheroes. <laughs> yes. So what would we what would be a good name for that? Like my immediate thought is like Hoop's Heroes spelled like with like just spelled stupidly. Yeah, heroes spelled <laughs> stupidly sounds like H Y R O. Yeah, something like that that just I am now their or I suppose our team is now kind of like their star producer or whatever <laughs> we're partnered with them yeah we're partnered partnered and a front page producer yes so yeah hero with a y is our media outlet and they support us because we bring in the views all right. And uh, aside from getting media attention, you created something lasting and beneficial for the whole team. Now, what was that? Well, I figure going along with the fact that we weren't getting any government support with our first case, we needed to figure out what was, what was going on. So Zosima and I put together a sort of high-end probability analysis program that our team used to find whatever we were looking for. 
Let's continue to put out extremely useful models. All right. Now that the stage has been set, I shall explain further that being an up-and-coming superhero team in a place where superheroes congregate isn't always easy. Even if you did get lucky with your first uh, big exploit, the fact is that you've had to work hard in order to get and maintain the sort of attention you got initially when you first decided to team up. But it has been paying off. You've defeated some fairly big names over the months, and most recently you've managed to uncover and free an old superhero headquarters that was being used by a minor league supervillain not so long ago. And a decision was made to give you those headquarters. It needs a bit of fixing up, but it's your first actual base of operations that isn't any of your parents' garages, so to speak. And from what you understand, it uh, once belonged to nothing less than the Vigilance League back in the day. Although they got a big upgrade back in 1970, and so this hasn't been used as a uh, superhero team headquarters since then. As such, there's still a bunch of uh, peeling 60s wallpaper on the walls. Probably some asbestos in the uh, insulation. And uh, the one nice thing about this place, aside from the retro decor, if you're into that, is that the old massive room-filling crime computer still seems to be in operation. Okay, so first off, I absolutely have camera out and I am live-streaming the hell out of this. Ah, oh, so welcome back, fans. I have... we're just into this new base and wow, this is a mess and a half, huh? Ah, oh, look at this wallpaper. Wow. This wallpaper survived Nixon and Reagan. Incredible. It's all gotta go! You see Rethink in the background, he's just like picking up some sort of like vase and looking looking it over and then just like throws it behind him. Uh, what even is this thing? Is this even a computer? Is this what computers used to be? It thumps safely on the thick carpeting. <laughs> is this shag? Crimity. I think it's shag. I thought that was a myth, honestly. I didn't think anyone <laughs> actually used that. Wow. They must have burned through so many vacuums keeping this place clean. This is a treasure. And all of this has to go. I am not standing for this carpet. Uh, what is this computer, though? Is this a tape? Is this real to real? <laughs> I just want to have an abacus. Look at this thing. Is this paneling? Is this wood? <laughs> what was it with the 60s and wood paneling? It is real wood. The Vigilance League does spend for actual wood paneling and not the fake stuff. You think this thing still works? I'm going to turn it on. Where's the switch? 
I am already attempting to get it started up. What do you think is even on here? You find the switch, which is one of the ones that sort of just swings out openly. Instead of being built it's into a, a casing, mad, it just... Big mad scientist lever. It's not big. It's small. But it is that sort of design. Right on. Look at this thing. Now I gotta flip this thing and revive Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Alright, you slap it up into the on position, and you slowly hear the hum start to build as various moving parts start to start to move again. A few hidden fans begin to start blowing. And then just uh, flickering on the giant CVT built into the wall, you see a uh, well, very old-fashioned face. Someone in a uh, costume that does... You don't recall anybody actually wearing for the past 50 years. <laughs> Look at this. It's a lot of lime green and bright yellow in contrasting uh, sweeps across the uh, chest and a uh, mask that has big points towards the top or that go up and above the forehead. He is just begging for somebody to grab those and yank his head back. I don't think that's a real person. I think that's um, a computer image there. And you don't have time to really dissect his appearance because the moment he comes on, he shouts, Greetings, Vigilance Fools! It is I, the Time Master! You must have thought you'd seen the last of me when you foiled my Big Ben caper, but not so, for no puny three-dimensional prison could hope to contain the great Time Master! For as you know, I have come to the present from the far-off year of 1999. And thanks <gasps> to my foreknowledge, I had escaped from prison before you had even sent me in. But I grow weary dude. of your foolish flailings, and so I have rigged your precious crime computer with my most powerful time bomb yet. Good luck foiling me next time when you're all old and gray, vigilance losers! <laughs> Honestly, I like his style. The entire time, Molly was like selfing this and just doing the biggest jerk off motion <laughs> right up until he said bomb. Then he's like, oh. And immediately after the image cuts off, you hear a rumble and a thump, and this wave of colored energy, it appears to be the same green as his outfit, washes over you, washes over the entire building, or at least what you can see of it. And then nothing else happens. Uh, are we still alive? Hello? I'm pretty sure we're still alive. I'm talking to my audience, thank you. Good to know that you care about us. No signal. The feed has abruptly cut off. All right, so uh, I'm not getting any kind of internet connection now. Huh, weird. 
I will dig into. Are you still alive, though? You're talking, which you know leads me to believe that you are still alive. I am but just still alive. To be sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cuff what about you, Cufflink? Yeah, I'm still looking for a port to plug ZM into. I don't think they had USB in the '60s. I can adapt. I'm gonna go look out the window. The Krang computer doesn't really have ports so much as um, places where you can plug in additional um, devices and maybe run them in sequence. Ah. Am I old and gray? God, that will just destroy my views. Okay. So what the fuck happened? I'm going to go look out the window to see if anything changed outside. All right. Uh, well, when you look out the window, yeah, it did. Guys? That's a void. Oh. Guys, I think we're in the 20s. No, I'm about 17. I teleport behind Ballyhoo, and I just slap him upside the head. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So, time bombs still work. That's great. Awesome. Shit. The big needle's gone. Not the big needle. God, my biggest worry today was going to be the shag carpeting. Now this. No, no, I think shag car- carpeting still tops this. Hmm. Maybe they'll treat us as gods. Eh. Meanwhile, I am asking Zosima to try and detect any Wi-Fi signals. There are no such signals anywhere in my contact area. Uh, okay, okay. Great. Uh, does anyone Super. remember if there were superheroes or any active superheroes in the 20s? And I don't even remember what I had for breakfast today. History is not something I have ever cared to know anything about. Okay. So there had to have been active superheroes in the 20s, right? Or at least people, something like that. So we just find one, explain that we've been teleported or transported from the future by a future supervillain who is from our past. And I, I don't know. God damn it, I just wanted to do a stream today. And this is... I did not want to be stuck in the 20s. This is this before or after the Depression? I, I don't know. I don't I'm know. I'm going to leave this building and... Go find a newspaper stand. Does anyone notice that, like, there's a building that just said, like, suddenly appeared? Or was this an old, old building? What is the deal? Well, when you step outside the building, you do notice that you are drawing a crowd. Like, when you step out, turn around, look at the building, it looks pretty much identical to how it was when you entered it this morning. The difference is that all of the buildings around it are either completely different or just empty lots that have not yet been built in. You imagine that was the fate of the location where you are now, because you don't see any sort of wreckage or ruins or explosions or anything like that. Legs with ruby ruby slippers sticking out from under them. (laughs) Nope. You appear to have either appeared in what was an empty lot, 
or what was in the place you are now has simply vanished. And as such, like I said, you have been drawing a crowd of people who seem to be uh, somewhat surprised to see you exit, whispering amongst themselves. Uh, from the mutters you can hear, it uh, doesn't sound like they're quite sure what to make of you just yet. Okay. Uh, excuse me, past people. We have been transported from the far-off year of 2020. This wasn't entirely accidental, and if there's anyone... any Okay, who is the resident scientist? Who is the smartest man in the country? Anyone know? Anyone? I raised my hand without thinking. Oh my god, <laughs> aside from you, we all know you're the smartest. Who is the smartest person in the country? The crowd doesn't really have any sort of the volunteering type in it, because no one's uh, shutting out individual answers to you. But eventually... Well, soon after you start asking questions, someone looks up and points up and says, Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! No, it's a plane! No, it's the Capitalist! Did you guys It's the Capitalist the is coming! I didn't know there were planes back now. <laughs> Thank you for using this property! <laughs> destroyed me. Okay. And, uh... Yeah, you, you look up where they're pointing, and uh, there's the dude in a cape, a much simpler outfit than uh, what you remember, but still the same colors, still the big insignia on the chest, and uh, oddly enough, he doesn't look like he's actively flying so much as just slowly falling towards your location, having leapt off a nearby building. Oh good, the capitalist. Okay, somebody I recognize. Then he lands in the... Uh, uh, center square, far enough away from anyone else to have caused any accidents, and uh, after a moment of putting his hands up on his hips and posing, he uh, looks towards you, and uh, you do notice that he does look significantly younger than you remember, like hardly out of his 20s. Oh, good. Uh, hi, are you the capitalist? Or son? Or his grandfather, rather? I'm not really sure how this works. Well, hello there, kids. Now what brings a group of, uh, interesting dressed fellows like you to a place like this? Time uh, travel. I think it was a time bomb, is what he said. Time bomb? Yeah. Time well, travel? No. Yes, time travel. Not like, not like a timer, but a bomb that explodes time? I'm not super sure. It's it was weird kind day. of unclear about it, the whole thing, really. Well, amazing what they can do up in those future times. So what brings you to the year 1943? Oh, okay. Guys, it's not the 20s, it's the 40s. Big difference. Huh. Okay, well, uh, we got gifted this old superhero base, and apparently... God, what was the what did the dude's name? Did he say Fancy his name? Fancy looking colors on that base there. Looks a bit shabby though. It was unused for a while. Um, some what was the name of the time? What did he call himself? I, I mean, have I don't that. even care. He looked like a dink. Okay, you're being. Okay. There was a time villain who apparently had some sort of rivalry with the previous owners, and there was a time bomb. 
set in there that we activated by accident, and it has apparently knocked us back to 1943. Uh, we're from 2020, by the way. Good heavens! Yeah. So far in the future? Why, that's 77 years from now. Yeah, um... Perhaps this time villain of yours has a thing about the number seven. No, I think we just activated it way later than he planned to, because he was setting it off for somebody else. It might have degraded a little bit, I'm not sure. Ah, do we... Okay, like, hold on, huddle up. Just, like, do we tell him that he's still active in the future? Is that, like, a... Do we... I've seen time travel movies. We can't tell people what happens in their future, otherwise it might mess up the future, right? I don't... I don't know what the rules for time travel are. Yeah, this is a new one for me. Well, I mean, that's all we've got to go on. Movies have never lied to me before, except about just about everything else. You know what? I'm going to risk it. So, here's the thing. Okay, so you are actually still active in the year of 2020, which is impressive, considering you must be, like, in your... 90s. Wow. Is that so? You don't look Must like... be my alien DNA. It might have something to do with it. it so might... it is actually refreshing to see a familiar face. So we don't know anything about time travel. And as charming as 1943 is, uh, I do. Would I think we would all like to get back to you know our time with our families. So I mean, maybe your family. I, I'm sorry, I forgot. Okay. Point being, we don't belong here. Is there anyone you know that might be able to help us out of the situation? Now, now, boys, don't get too upset just yet. It could be that my allies in the Vigilant Society of America could do some good in assisting you in finding a way back to the present that you left behind. Or should I say future now? Yeah, we gotta get back uh, no. to the future. Uh, uh, Vigilant Society? Huh. Didn't that movie won't like... exist for like 40 years. He doesn't get it. It was... I'm allowed to say a joke just for me, man, okay? Unfortunately, we're all tied up at the moment. Because the, uh... Villain Collective have decided to strike at New York City, while well, half our members are busy fighting the Nazis over in Germany. Huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, spoilers, we win that one. Good to hear. But until then, we've got a threat on our hands, and short hands to deal with them. You look like a strapping group of young sidekicks. How would you like to assist us in foiling those villains that have decided to strike our great city. I'll help you if you don't call me a sidekick again. Ho ho ho! Such spirit in this one. Yeah, I've, I mean, we're not going to be better than sitting around doing nothing. To tell you the truth, the reason I came around here is because I thought Grumbungus might have shown up to stir up some <laughs> trouble Jesus while Christ. the villain collective... <laughs> Well, the Villain Collective is out making trouble. But I'll tell you what. I'll give you the names and addresses, and 
See what you can do with the rest. Sure. Okay. I don't have any objections, Cufflink. Eh. I mean, I need to get back home. There's no good goddamn way I'm going to be able to <laughs> build anything important with what I've got right now. So, kind of can't afford to be here. Yeah. Uh, oh, introductions, by the way. Um, we already know who you are. Uh, my name is Ballyhoo. I'm Rethink. Yeah, hi, I'm Angelo. Uh, I guess I go by Cufflink when I'm working. <laughs> and uh, this one, and I point at my head, is Zosima. Ah, one of those uh, strange mystical connections, I'm sure. But be sure not to spread around your true name while you're on the job. Villains will use your true identities against you, and otherwise... We're, we're aware. That's still a rule. Good. Now, I must be off. I need to inform my fellow members of the Vigilance Society about the trouble. Actually, hold on. Should we be using our... Should we have different names if we're in the past? Because if stuff gets recorded, that might mess up. This is all very confusing, actually. The capitalist has already leapt off. Okay, he's gone. <laughs> I think our best rule for this is going to be, let's try not to worry about it. You know what? Sure. That's, that works for me. There's enough crap going on. Don't worry about it is pretty much how I played Chrono Trigger. See, video games. We have to get back to video games. I know, right? The 40s doesn't have any video games. Uh, who's got the list? Did he? I was... He probably handed it to me because I was the one talking to him the most, so... Yeah. yeah. He, he did, in fact, hand you a piece of paper with a set of addresses and names on it. Alright, well, the first thing we're going to need is a city map. So, I don't know, let's go find an almanac store or something. Cool. Uh, one second now. I'm, gonna t I'm just like, taking selfies of various like old buildings with me. It's <laughs> like, time travel adventure. This will score me some points on Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to go into a store into like a store that looks like it would sell an almanac or something and look for a map. Well, there is a newspaper stand nearby, and it's selling more than just newspapers. Excellent. Do they have a map of the city? Uh, does anyone have money? I only had, like, a credit card. I got some change. <laughs> they do, but they are asking for money. <laughs> are they asking for money to own it, or to look at it? I have a quarter. That's, like, that's a lot of money back now. Hey, kid, you want to run me out of business, or you want to nominate? Look, can I just look at the thing or not? I got, like, um... I got, uh... Maybe buy a newspaper, then you got a reason to hang around, huh? I got 63 cents. I go up to him and I'm like, You don't want to make us pay for that. He really wants you to make... Uh, wants you to pay for that, though. It's, like, direct contradiction. No, 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 no. That's not how the powers work. The powers work is, now he really doesn't want me want us to pay for it. All right, but if you're going against a direct contradiction, I am going to ask for Unleash Your Powers. Okay. I mean, that direct contradiction is pretty much the entire bread and butter of this move, but okay. 
Well, I, I'm thinking of it in terms of suggestion. The closer it is to something they are willing to do, the better power works. Okay, fair enough. Eight. Uh, All right, I, it's not going to be entirely agreeable unless you take a uh, condition. I'll do guilty because I am legitimately, like, fucking cheating this guy out of money. Here's a dime. That's a lot of money back now, right? It's like $10 today. It's actually like $1 today. But uh, by the time you produce the dime, Rethink has already used his power. And uh, the guy just sort of looks confused. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he already gave me the... The nickel. Here you go. Thanks. I would have a change. Because my power does have a certain range before it wears off, we should probably look at the map here and... Um, oh, yeah. No. I take it, unfold it, I spend about ten seconds looking it over, and then I fold it back up and put it down. Alright. Because the... The reason my eyes look weird in the character art is because I'm wearing contacts that are hooked into the little miniature computer network on my person, so I just recorded the map. Oh, okay. Alright, thanks, bud. Yeah, no problem. Can I get one of those cocaine sodas? (laughs) (laughs) Cocaine sodas? Are you talking about Coca-Cola? We don't sell that here. No? What do you got? No, that shit. Nobody drinks that shit. I don't got any drinks here anyway. Look at this stand. It's covered in paper. You don't have any drinks at all? What do I look like? A soda fountain? Go go find a soda fountain, you kids. Get out of my sight. I'm going to just grab Ballyhoo by the sleeve and <laughs> gently pull him away. Come on, I wanted one. Let's go. No, you can get one at some place that actually sells one. Okay. All right, but yes, you are. You have the list, which is a set of four addresses. Three of them are banks. One of them appears to be some sort of location in the warehouse district. And uh, the names attached to the four of them are the Vizier. Saxon Barber, The Mentalist, and Ned Nextdoor. <laughs> Ned Nextdoor sounds like a porn <laughs> name. Let's do him. I wonder what his weird-ass mustache will look like. Hi, <laughs> diddly-ho, neighbor, you know? <laughs> CM, can I get, like, a heads-up display for these markers? Pretty please. All right. Flashes onto your um, contact lenses. Thank you. Maybe the little, did it, Have they invented bicycles by now? No. Bicycles aren't invented until 1994. Ah. Uh, it sounds extraordinarily fake. I was seeing if you would buy it. I can't buy it if they haven't invented it yet. You sweet, sweet summer child. In any event, and... Unless you guys have your own transportation technology, the best way to get across the city is either to take the streetcars or hail a taxi. Well, one of us can teleport short distances. I can unfold the bottom of my feet into some high-speed skates. I don't know if Ballyhoo can fly. 
I absolutely cannot. Uh, I had like a moped, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm gonna try one of these streetcars. I want to find the one named Desire. Where's that one? Not in this city, unfortunately. No. So, out of the four names I've given, which one are you interested in visiting first? Because oh I will God, just say next door. Whichever next one door. you want to uh, visit first is the one that's closest to your current location. I'm impartial, and the other two seem really interested in this one guy. I have to figure out what that entire. I, I have to know what this deal is. I just I know. <laughs> next. <laughs> Then next door. It's the stupidest name I've ever heard, and I love it. It's not next door. It's next door. Oh. Oh, next door. Okay. Oh, uh, well, that's significantly. I, now I, I just lost all interest. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna just call him Ned next door forever. <laughs> uh, well, we already settled on Ned, so yeah, let's go let's see go, what's. Let's go see Ned. N e x t o r, not next door. <laughs> All right. Well, you head out into the city, and uh, you find out that Ned is uh, standing outside of a bank, holding a massive remote control in his hands, like so big that he needs to sort of either cradle it in his arm or hold it with both hands, otherwise it just can't hold support it. And uh, he is completely bald, very white, and wearing an offensively green and purple outfit. Wow, they really knew how to dress in the 40s. And you can figure out what he's remote controlling with that giant device because there is a huge steel brick of a robot that is currently pounding in the face of the, uh, the bank. Like, pounding an opening big enough for it to go through. And uh, as people are just Selfie. sort of standing back cautiously, and uh, you can hear Ned laughing maniacally as his uh, robot smashes into the bank. This is great. Cuffley, this was maybe like going to a museum for you. All I see when I look at that thing is parts. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, ZM, you want me to... How's that for a body? You want that one? Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> oh, good. I see. We aren't actually doing the uh, beep poop. I'm a robot today. All right. Uh, all right. Let's see. I'll set him up here. Give me a second. Uh, how did that guy talk like nine? So I'm basically using my sound powers or to imitate the voice of the captain list. It's like sounding like he's standing right behind Ned going, having fun there, Ned. And I would like to, uh, let's see, on seven and nine, I get two. So, uh, confuse them for some time and you get an opportunity. What? That captain list? Who dares? How did you get so close without my devices warning me of your arrival? 
It's glancing around furiously. You three, despite your costumes, are still deep enough into the crowd that it hasn't spotted you. Can I, like, teleport right up behind him and just, like, kick him in the butt so that he falls over onto his, uh, switchboard, essentially? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, directly engage the threat. (laughs) Oh, good. That's my second worst stat. (laughs) But okay, let's do it. You called it, it, man. (laughs) I, I did call it. That's still a seven. All right, choose one. Let's take something from them, which is to say their control over the robot. So, like, I basically, like, kick him in the butt hard enough so that, like, he just, like, falls down on top of his remote control device thing and just, like, ah! My bot! (laughs) (laughs) I have, like, my hands in my pockets. Like, I'm, like, doing this, like, with the most bored expression on my face. I'm like, come on, man, you're making this too easy. All right, and, uh... He lands on the controller, you hear an audible crack as something inside of it breaks. And uh, he looks down, he looks over at the robot, he looks at you, says, No, you fool! Now no one can control him! And then the robot runs amok. It waves its giant fists in anger, which you weren't sure that it felt, and is now starting, instead of just uh, focusing on the face of the bank, it is just slamming its fist down in all directions. It is, uh, you have, uh, marked hopeless, and now the robot is burning down the world around them. You have now angered the machine. Alright. This seems like your kind of deal, Cufflink. Yeah, yeah, just give me a minute to get on top of it, and I'm gonna get some projections up so I can in fact get on top of it and unfold my arms into their terrifying multi-tool state to try and get into its skull cap and maybe turn it off. Alright, you are directly engaging the threat. Oh, we didn't do teams. So, unless you've yeah, got whatever. something more specific to roll. And- I do not. I do have a tent though. But we do need to add team. That's correct. So let's see here. You get two for free. And then uh, who is the leader in this um, overall fight against the villains? Kind of feel like it's Ballyhoo. He's sort of our face. And I just sort of follow along with him so long as he's not actively causing problems. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Have you... Do you have... uh, influence of your teammates. I believe everybody yep. has influence over everybody. Yes. And uh, everybody definitely has the same purpose. It's not really questioning. Uh, worth questioning. Beat up this weird man. <laughs> Beat up the villains, get back to the future. Uh, does anybody <laughs> feel mistrust <laughs> towards Ballyhoo? Nope. Nah. Alright, well, I would say that you are rather ill-prepared, having been thrust back in time without your whole support system with you. So I will yeah, take that's fair. a that is team fair. point away for that. Yep. For a total of four. Alright, can't tell me uh, what you're doing with engaging a threat. Alright, well, so I'm probably not just going to be able to shut this thing down outright, but I would like to at least take away some of its destructive potential. So I'll take something from it. And I'm going to say that 
by taking away some of its destructive potential, I've created openings for the rest of my team. All right, so you are not choosing to uh, resist or avoid their blows? Nope. All right, then, well, here's what happens. You pry open the uh, robot's neck, which you find out is only sort of loosely attached. It's... uh, doesn't even really have any sort of any sort of swiveling place. It's, it's just sort of two sheets of steel that are just sort of attached to each other. And uh, every time the robot turns its head, you can hear the grinding of the metal on metal. So you just pry through that with your um, futuristic um, multi-tool hands. You find a wire... You cut it, and it immediately starts powering down. Excellent. Ned next door only had one condition. <laughs> but All right. Because you did not choose to resist or avoid their blows, the robot explodes with you still on it. Oh, dear. So take a powerful blow. I see. That is a nine. All right. You All know right. The drill. Yep. I'm going to say that I'm kind of knocked flat on my ass, so I am in no shape to apprehend Nextor in particular. So I have given ground. And I feel like a big exploding robot is maybe a bit of a distraction for the rest of my team. All right. And, well, sure enough, he says, You haven't heard the last of me, Ned Nextor! And then he turns and runs off into the crowd. Ah, Dang it, he ran off before I could whammy him. Oh, well. He's on foot. We can just chase him. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> the crowd has gotten pretty thick at this point, so um, if he takes off the outfit... He's bright green and purple. <laughs> Everyone else is some sort if, of brown. If he takes off the outfit, it would be hard to uh, catch up to him. Yeah. Or spot him again. Yeah. Well, He's running away, whatever. Like, listen, not our circus, not our monkeys. We stopped the robot. Yeah, we saved the bank. Hooray for us. All right, and you've got three more names on your list. Hey, uh, RT, speaking of being a bit of a circus. Hmm. I know you're super happy with your ability to just be behind people and kick them in the butt, but perhaps in the future, don't cause people to break their control devices while the thing they're controlling is still active, which is me invoking logical angle. So I am rolling plus superior and that's a 12. So I have rolled a 12 on comforter support. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm going to clear condition and get rid of that guilty that I had earlier. No longer feel bad about cheating an honest uh, newspaper merchant out of this nickel. Nickel's a lot of money back now. <laughs> <laughs> like, they shrug and uh, and go, like, I figured if he was smart enough to build a robot, he would find a way to, like, build a way to have it just automatically shut down if it doesn't have any control to it. I guess people back in the 40s were a bit dumber when it came to that. Don't insult people in the 40s. They're surrounded by, we're surrounded by them. Yeah, we are people in the 40s, actually. And I know that's what you thought. 
please just think a little more carefully and a little harder going forward, yeah? It ain't fine. It was pretty funny, though. It was pretty funny. Just like a little bit more mindful. It was like his butt had a bullseye painted right on it, and I just went for it. And I don't have any conditions to clear, so I'm just going to add another team to the pool. Uh, who's right, next noted. on the list? Uh, you still have the Vizier, Saxon oh. Barber, and the Mentalist. Let's go out there to the Vizier. Maybe we're his comeback arc. Maybe we're his redemption arc. Uh, yeah, he's a superhero in, our, in the future. Spoilers. Huh. Yeah, that seems interesting. Yeah. I'm... I'm down to go punch a wizard. I, too, am down to go punch a wizard. Well, you head out, and the next location is also a bank. Uh, This one does not have a giant spectacle out in front, however. It appears that the robbery is taking place inside. And uh, there are some police cars here, uh, some police officers with uh, guns drawn pointed at the bank. And uh, no one is currently stepping forward out of the bank, however. I teleport up next to a cop and I go, so why isn't the DHEA here yet? Who? Okay. That is uh, Hey, uh, deputy superheroes, Captain Les sent us here. I understand the vizier is um, robbing the bank. Uh, yeah, you guys look crazy enough to be superheroes. Yeah, go on in. I mean, me just teleporting next to you didn't... Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Righto. I start, I start walking up to the bank and I go, you know, his magic has a lot more particle effects in, the t- in 2020. Hmm. Well, you have to have this graphics card. Uh, all right, so how do we want to play this one? Are we just going to walk in the front door? Because that seems a bad idea when dealing with the wizard. Yeah, this is true. Well, we can attempt to find a rear entrance. Or a roof entrance. How high is the bank? Is it is it one of those like extremely tall banks, or is it going to be? They able- really aren't those. Yeah, okay. they hadn't figured out how to make things good back then. <laughs> the bank is a uh, fairly old-looking building. Looks to be three stories up or three stories tall, and uh, yeah, there are plenty of front windows, but all of them have glass in them. There's also the roof above them. I am going to assess the situation. Oh, yeah, we do have those things, don't we? Those things we can do. (laughs) Yes, those things that help because you're rolling dice. Uh, Okay, so, well, number one, how could we best end this quickly? Well, it sounds like the villains have split up and are working independently. So, you've got the advantage of numbers, so if you can ambush him and just sort of take him down to the ground, that would seem like the quickest way to end the threat. Okay. And... But here's in greatest danger. Are there hostages? Alright. Well, the windows aren't as big and wide as you're used to being from the future, but you can still see through them. And you do see a group of frightened tellers and bank customers 
just sort of huddled together towards the back of the uh, room, the sort of lobby area. All right. Uh, I also would like to try and assess the situation because I get bonus questions. Eight. Uh, so the t- question I would like to ask is what is the best way in? And that is one of the questions from Criminal Mind. Hmm. How apt. You imagine there's probably a roof access on this building. If you can get up there, you can get inside, and uh, going down the stairs would bring you to a location that the vizier probably isn't expecting visitors. Okay, so I can definitely bamf my way up there because it is not a New York Avenue block in height. So how about I go in through the roof, distract them. You guys come in through the main entrance and jump him while he's being distracted. Sounds like a plan to me. Cut blink. Yeah, alright. I imagine with your limbs, you would be capable of climbing up the side of the building if you wanted to. Oh yeah, easily. But RT's got a plan, and I'm willing to let him ride it out. Alright. So, I will bamf up to the roof, go in through the uh, roof access, and start... It is locked. Up. Mm. Well... They aren't that crazy. Oh, jeez. If only there were some way to pick locks that a delinquent might know. Or, if only there was some way I could just teleport to the other side. Unlike a certain someone, I don't need to know the exact location of where I need to go. I figure as long as I teleport within the thickness of a door plus maybe a couple inches, I won't telefrag myself. Alright, so you do not need to see the location that you are teleporting to, but you do need to know where it is relative to you. Right. Alright, so you teleport through the door, you're on the uh, access staircase. Alright. I'll start uh, sneaking down trying to be quiet and try and find the vizier. Alright, well, finding the vizier is actually pretty easy, because those of you still looking in through the front door can see him sort of pacing around in front of the scared hostages. And incidentally, that is not the vizier. That Hmm. is a stage magician, complete with top hat, black cane, black tuxedo with tails, uh, white vest, black pants, and uh, patent leather shoes. Oh, it's an inherited title kind of thing. Ah, okay. Huh. Also, he is extremely white. (laughs) All right. I would like to roll Are You Watching Closely to distract him. So I'm going to just basically sit on, like, the edge of the stairs, and I'm going to go, Hey, you left the door unlocked. Just try and get his eyeballs up on me instead of looking at the front door. Eight, so I can choose two. You get an opportunity, and you can fuse them for some time. Sounds good. What's this? Someone else knows the reappearing trick? (laughs) It's like my bread and butter, man. All right, well, I'm going to pop in the door and then use one of the applications of my powers. It's like... Colin, you know this. You know how, like, the Shocker has, like, the sonic waves that just, like, blast stuff? Oh, yeah. 
So that's one of the things I can do, because I can control vibration. So I'm just going to make a big sonic boom, just like right on the vizier's head. And I'm guessing you want me to roll da- directly engage a threat for this. Yeah. Well, that's a 10. Uh, let's resist or avoid their blows and impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. No, wait, no, take something from them. Take something from them, because I want the I want to get the hostages safe. So you uh, slap your hands together, it produces the sonic boom. He uh, waves his arms as he falls backwards onto his butt. And uh, as he's still collecting himself, he uh, you gesture to the hostages and uh, they start pouring out the front door. This way, folks, this way. But uh, as they start to get clear, Zir uh, sort of shakes his head to settle himself, climbs back up onto his feet, and says, um, Your loud noises are no match for my Saracen mysticisms. Abracadabra. Hold on, I'm just taking a moment to look up and see if Saracen is racist. <laughs> I'll let you imagine you doing that in the character. Like you're pulling up, you're trying to pull up Google on your phone. Hey, can you spell that real quick? <laughs> I don't have Wi-Fi. I can't. <laughs> What's he doing, Poppin? Well, I'm just checking the uh, move options for insecure. Because that's what yeah. he marked. He fell on his butt. It's super embarrassing. It's embarrassing, Alright, and uh, yeah, when he shouts Abra Kadabra, he waves his magic wand and uh, swirls it in a circle and vanishes from sight. Aha. Uh-huh. Did we win? I don't think we did. I think he's pulling a fast one on us. Alright, uh, Cufflink, do you have something that could uh, help in this situation? Well, assuming that he's only vanished from sight and not sound, I could have ZM run some low-volume audio analysis, see if he's walking about. So what kind of role would you say that is? Assess the situation. All right. That's ten. It's a ten, baby. So... Who here is most vulnerable to me? Developing soundscape, moving noises with known sources, projecting location. And so you, uh, on your uh, contact lens HUDs, you see just sort of this um, audio profile that is attempting to sneak out with the hostages. All right, and how best could I end this quickly? Really just tackling him to the ground would probably work. Excellent. That does mean you will have to directly engage the threat. Yes. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna unfold my feet into high-speed skate mode again and give Zosima a grazie mille as I haul ass directly into the vizier. And that's another <sighs> 10. Holy crap, you guys. This is gonna really suck when we start going after the other guys and that's when our bad rolls start happening. 
I'm going to take his stealth from him, and I'm going to well, frighten that's him. That's going to happen either way, so I don't think you need to specify that. All right. Well, I'll, I will then choose to create an opportunity to make it clear to my allies where he is. And I will surprise and or frighten him because I have correctly identified his location despite being cloaked in Saracen illusions. All right. And uh, this does mean that you will be taking a powerful blow because once again, you are jumping right in onto the threat. And once again, something snaps. It's his wand which then explodes into a magical, uh, basically a giant pile of magic dust, which may do something uh, depending on how you roll. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more like glitter. All right, well, that's a 10 on <laughs> oh, no. taking a powerful blow. There's our bad roll. No, no, it's still a good roll. Consistency, no. that's your bane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... I am going to lash out verbally at my teammates. I don't I don't know which one of you is going to feel it worse when I say, would you two idiots stop letting me get exploded all the time? But you can figure out amongst yourselves which one of you wants to take foolhardy action in response to that. And I am going to mark angry and going to mark afraid. Hmm. It was your fault that they exploded last time. It was, but also, I don't think it was anybody's fault that... Okay, because it was my fault that he got exploded last time, I will do that. So what's what's that mean again? Provoke a teammate to foolhardy action. So you got to make some kind of dumb bullheaded move. I will say that... The magical glitter that exploded out of the wand is currently still just sort of suffusing the area, and so Cufflink, the Vizier, and several of the hostages are currently coughing as they accidentally inhaled some. I can't take people with me when I teleport, that is a rule, but I'll teleport over and try and get people out one at a time by saying, you don't want to just stand here. Come on, let's go. Teleport in dangerous unknown dust. Yeah. That's full hardy action. All right. Sure. I believe that would be a... Um, provoke someone? Defend. I think it would be defend. Because I'm All trying right. to... Yeah, I'm trying to help with the uh, with the people. And unfortunately, my defend is the worst one. I wish... I wish... I kept with provoke someone because prov- superior is okay. Well, here we go. I already said defend. Oh dear. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. See on a three, what happens on a miss? You fail. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. And so the uh, the hostages start turning random colors. It's not entirely clear what this is doing to them. But it's probably not healthy. The Vizier is notably keeping his uh, skin tone. And at the moment, uh, your automated onboard systems 
Cufflink are attempting to filter out whatever sort of magical substance is trying to infiltrate your system through your lungs. Ah. Excellent. So, BH, if you would like to attempt to make this situation not awful. I'm trying to think. Let's see. So the dust is, like, still floating through the area. It is starting to settle now. The hostages who are still in the bank are backing away. The ones who are out of the bank are running for the police line. The police themselves are slowly advancing, but unsure of what the hell's going on. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what might I could actually do here. What's the most helpful thing I could do? Like, I don't... I, I don't... I don't know, understand magic. I'm not quite sure what's happening, but I know this dust is a problem. Um, sonic booms disrupt the air pretty heavily. Uh, yeah, but that just spread the dust around even more, I think. I'm just like, I'm just trying to think of what I could realistically do here. Oh, if you can't think of anything hyper clever, you could always just hit the bad guy really hard. Yeah, you can just like kick him. Yeah, he's still around. You can kick him in the face. The comic uh, code authority hasn't been invented yet. Has it? No. Hmm. That doesn't come around till like near the end of the golden age. It is the end of the golden age. Oh dang! Maybe it does exist. No, this is the golden age, and it hasn't yet ended. Therefore. Yeah, well, we're from the future. What are they gonna do? Sue us? None of our bank accounts are going to exist for another seventy years. <laughs> it, it wasn't invented till 54. We still have another 11 years before we had to worry about the CCA. Okay. Yeah, as he's like coming out of this dust cloud that he created, I'm just like there and I just close line this magician. All right. Well, actually, he's not a threat anymore. So you just send him to the ground. Uh, hey, buddy. How do I fix this dust problem? <laughs> it's out of the wand. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> You're a pretty shitty wizard. Less than helpful. The wand exploded, right? Yeah, two pieces. It was hollow like a classic magician's wand. <sighs> well, let's see. Am I turning a different color now since I said I was in the gas and or the sparkles and everything? It's not hard to hold your breath when you're expecting to hold your breath. Okay. And in any event, a sudden wind picks up and you can feel the, it... Uh, it's a bank? Yes. You can feel it blowing the cloud away from the people and then... Suddenly, one by one, a blurry figure grabs them, takes them out of the bank, and for good measure grabs all of the other civilians who are also still in the bank and were behind the uh, cloud of magic. Thank you, Magic Wind Cloud. Then finally the blurring stops, and uh, a guy with no mask but this funny little helmet, <laughs> a fairly simple-looking shirt and pants, and uh, a pair of sandals with wings on them. It's Hermes of legend. <laughs> uh, stops there, and when he 
When you say that, he says, not quite, but he did give me his sandals. Hi, I'm Mock. Hi, uh, Ballyhoo, appreciate the assist. Do they even know what a Mock is in 1943? Yes, we do. Mock's number is the speed at which sound travels through oh. the atmosphere. Yes, all right, I thank you. <laughs> Yes. Notably, he does say that he is Mach and not Mach 12 or Mach 8. Yeah. Just, I've just met one Mach. Great, 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 great. I don't great, I think you've great, gone great, too many greats. No, I, I was counting. That's. No, that was 11. So 10. I think he was counting to 12. Oh, okay. No, it, it, <laughs> no I'd have to stop at 11, yeah. Right. Uh, Grazie, signore. Uh, that was. Uh, a little bit hard on the internals. Are they? Uh, well, they're still they're still different colors. That's an issue. We'll have the best experts look at them, but uh, seems that you're okay. Apologies for being here late, but I've had to put out some fires around town. Literally. Like literal. Okay. That's what we're up to. Um. But I've heard about you. You're the uh, future kids. The captain list was telling us about. He gets around fast for a guy who jumps. I mean, he can also run really fast, I think. Did he have that back back now? Yes, he's faster than a speeding bullet, or so oh, they say. Right, oh, yeah, right. that thing, that hole. Ah, appreciate that. But in any event, you seem to have done well against the fearsome vizier. Well, his uh, his future iteration is a good deal more threatening. Is he? Well, you were saying that uh, I have kids in the future? Good to hear, although I doubt... Uh, you said 2020, right? I doubt it's been the full 12 generations. Uh, that, was a, that was a joke, but... The Mach we're familiar with is Mach 12, so... Mach 12? Yeah, I don't know if you guys are actually related. It's just... I... What's the 12 mean? I think that's how fast he goes. It's a multiplicative factor. Yeah. Ah. Like Mach 2, Mach 3, Mach 4, Mach 12. Amazing. So it's possible to go even faster than sound. Yeah. Indeed. In any event, the crisis is not yet over. I must deal with more issues throughout the rest of the city. Hopefully you can do the same. Yeah, we've got a list. Yeah. And we'll have an opportunity to talk more once you're done. Uh, I will look forward to it. I really hope those people get over their whole case of the blues and oranges and reds. And I think that one's green. He's already gone. <laughs> oh. So before we start moving on to the uh, to the next one, Rethink is going to head up to Cufflink and just ask, you know, hey, are you okay? Is that, like, I know you were in the middle of that, but I'm just trying to make sure that everything's alright and basically I'm trying to comfort and support. So let me roll mundane. Seven. Hey, characters who don't all suck at mundane. I know, right? Well, my mundane is minus one. It's just I roll that move with superior. Characters who don't all suck at mundane. On a hit, they hear you. They mark potential, clear a condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. 
and literally the opposite of mundane. That's the point of the star. <laughs> I'm just kind of like pounding my chest and clearing my throat. I'm like, yeah, it's, um, uh, it's uh, it's kind of crap in here, but I've got some <clears throat> filters set up. You know, can't afford to be dying yet. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys like think it's a coincidence? Or do you suppose every superhero talks like this in the past? I think it's a style. Should we be talking like that? No. Definitely not. What if I want to? I will slap you. I don't think I have it in me to talk like that. Although if it's going to piss RT off, I might start doing it. <laughs> Onward to our next heroic adventure. This is what I get for trying to come for you. Away, team. What Do we have a team name? We never came up with a team name. Forward, trusty companions. That's a terrible team name. Our next <laughs> opponent lies just over yonder. I owe silver away. I hate you both. Come now, my stalwart companion. What gets, what's, what's got you down? Okay, all right, let's just go. Stiff upper lip. Wrong side of the Atlantic. So, are we hitting Saxon Barber or the Mentalist next? Uh, Saxon Barber sounds like a strong man. Yeah, and I feel like we just did a kind of supernatural guy, so the Mentalist yeah. would be too weird shit back to back. I don't know, maybe the Mentalist is an alien. Let's go hit up Saxon. Uh, we got two votes for Saxon. Yeah, let's go hit up Saxon. Onward, stallion, st- stalwart companions. You can't even say it right. Yeah, that's a terrible team name. Workshopping that one. <laughs> well, in any event, this takes you to the third bank that is currently being attacked. Is every bank being robbed in this town? Yeah. Do we just like? Can we just like go from bank to bank? You are. This <laughs> is what's. This is how it's going. Look. It's an international holiday today. Robber Bank Day. Yes. <laughs> but uh. yes, in this case, you do find someone who has an entire crew of henchmen with him. And so they are currently in a gun battle with the police. The uh, ends of the street have been blockaded by police vehicles. And uh, both they and... The gangsters are currently firing at each other, hiding or using their respective uh, vehicles as cover, while still more gangsters are running in and out, ferrying money into what seems to be the largest and heaviest and most defensively built car that they have, and just sort of standing watch, occasionally shooting at uh, police who pop their heads over the cover is the man you assume to be Saxon Barber, mostly because he has the best, most expensive-looking suit on. His hat must have been shot off at some point, because he's not wearing one, unlike most every other man on the street here. And, uh... Aside from that, he seems to be the only person here who has 
even a tan in terms of skin tone. Huh. Alright. Okay, not a strong man. Eh. Gangster is also pretty good, I guess. Yeah, that's a nice change of pace. Those guys have guns, though. I don't like getting shot. I don't like getting shot either, and, like, I can only whammy one guy at a time. Alright, hold on. Hey, uh, ZM, do we have enough components for the anti-combustion gas? Do you? I think that should be something to roll for. I think that should be a f- an Unleash Your Powers roll. And unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to restock unless you're willing to declare that I was stocked from the beginning. I would assume that you would have been stocked from the beginning. You, you did not come straight out of a fight into this mess. Excellent. Then I'm going to spend one of my gadgets to roll Unleash Your Powers with Superior. That's a 14. Well, luckily we hit the store before we went through the time spiral, so I think we're good. Excellent. Would you please, please get that synthesized? You hear a whirring noise, which is a bit weird because it's coming internally. Yeah. Uh, basically, a bunch of tiny smoke grenades and the smoke that they emit prevents combustion from occurring. So I'm going to just turn my arms backwards into projectile mode and fire a couple of those into the gangsters. Alright. Just sort of a thump, thump, thump. Yep. At this point, the police turn around, point their guns at you, go, ah, you must be those crazy superheroes. Turn back. And uh, the the sounds of gunfire slowly fade, at least from certain locations, as the gangsters look down at their weapon, toss them aside, uh, and as the man, Saxon, sees what happens, uh, throws his gun at the ground, and uh, shouts at his men, It's time to get away! And uh, at his order, they all climb into their cars, and after several seconds, because these are old cars with old-fashioned engines. They slowly start to uh, accelerate towards the police line. The intention of ramming them and escaping. I have a question. Bobbin, what type of engine does a car use? Yeah, I was just kind of waiting for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, they do climb into their cars. They do try and get them started. But instead of moving, they go thunk, thunk, thunk. Thunk, 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 thunk. Through the back way, boys! <laughs> and so, yeah, they all climb out and pile into the, uh, into the bank. I actually start cackling while they are attempting to start their car. All right, but they are still trying to get away with all the loot. Yep. All right, heroes, let's go get them. Righto! Rethink! Cut off their escape! Oh my god, I hate you both so much. I teleport right in front of <laughs> Saxon and I go, You don't want to run away! Alright, once again, this is. Yeah, yeah, this is. Unleashed. As a matter of fact, this is directly engaging a threat, so I'm going to need you to roll that instead of unleash your powers. Oh! So, uh, in that case, um, it's still a 7. But I will resist or avoid their blows. Alright. 
Well, he just looks you up and down. Kid, I was robbing banks while you were still spitting up your mother's milk. Yeah, probably before that. And he attempts to slap you aside. But, uh... You, you dodge out of the way, but he is still running into the bank. And, uh... You do get to mark something for directly engaging a threat. And, uh, let's see here. Hmm? I'd say you made him angry. Yep. So he's going to shout, Boys, deal with this would-be super dimwit. And all of his uh, men are going to pile onto you. So while you avoid resisted or avoided the traded blows, you now have to take a powerful blow thanks to the angry move getting triggered. Fair enough. Oh, no. <laughs> the curse what of the good hear? rolls. You had curse of the good rolls. We rolling hot tonight, boys. This can never yeah. go wrong. This can never go wrong. <laughs> I love to sow, and I'm absolutely certain I'm going to love to reap even more. <laughs> I'm going to give ground. The opposition gets an opportunity, and I'm also going to mark two conditions. Afraid because a bunch of people just started fucking ganging up on me. <laughs> it's like it's in their job title to gang up on people. I know, right? And let's go with hopeless. So I've, I've marked afraid and hopeless, and they also uh, get an opportunity. However, I will say this. The guy is still technically whammied. He does not want to run away. All right. Uh, he is walking away into the bank. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, I love a technicality. I will say that that is the opportunity you've given them. Okay, fair enough. And fair enough. Aside from that, you get the impression that this guy is a lot more put together and intelligent than the other villains you've faced so far. There's something about him that makes him a bit more of a threat than the others. Alright. Oh no. Have we encountered the genre savvy villain? Oh no! I do believe it is BH's turn to take an action. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is... Okay, so let's maybe be clear on what the situation is. The gang is currently beating the shit out of <laughs> Rethink, right? Yes. While Saxon makes his way slowly into the bank to escape. Yep. Giant dollar sign sack and everything. Since his gun is useless, he's put it away and he's got two sacks. Alright, uh, I'm going to kneel down, put my hands, palm down on the street, and now the entire street is very rapidly vibrating. Uh, earthquake. Yep. Alright, and uh, what is the purpose? What is? What do you want to happen? Basically, I'm trying to knock all of them off their feet and keep them off balance. Because now the ground is shaking. Alright, uh, the ground starts shaking violently enough to throw people off their feet, which means it's also shaking violently enough to start shattering glass, and cracks start visibly appearing in the pavement and on some of the walls. I like to think I have a little more control over that. I did roll an 11. Well, that is with the control, though, is that you need to make the earth sh shake very violently to throw people off their feet, and the fact that you're only causing surface-level damage on the buildings 
and not causing them to fall over is the control. That's fair. Also, this is 1940s infrastructure. Yeah, 1940s in a city that is not designed to handle earthquakes. That's fair. All right. But they are knocked on their asses, right? Yes. Excellent. You have provided an opportunity, and the shaking has ranged out far enough that it's also not uh, Saxon on his ass as well. So, Cufflink, you have an opportunity to go after the big boss or to help rethink. Well, see, I'm kind of starting to get a little bit annoyed with this because I have things I need to be doing back home and I can't do them while I'm here and any leads towards getting home are locked behind these idiots and I do have the angry tag marked so I'm gonna do something that's maybe a little bit out of code here and that's I am switching to close combat mode and I am accelerating on my feet skates I'm going to attempt to pin Saxon to the ground with my arm sword. Alright, well that is a direct engagement. And that is a six. I'm going to spend selfish on this one. You don't have to. Your uh, teammates are here. The shaking from the earth itself is probably enough help to justify giving you a plus one, yeah. Yeah, all right. So which one do you want? I'm going to frighten the opposition. It's basically, some kid has just rocketed across the square on his feet, and his arm unfolded into a hand-and-a-half sword. Just kind of got jammed into him. Okay. Well, yeah, that stabs straight through his stomach. Coughs. Little blood comes out. He looks down. He looks at you. He says, You're fast, kid. This ain't the first time I've been impaled. And all he does is mark a condition. Let's see. He's also got. Ah, huh, guilty. I gotta admit, kid, this brings me back. Last time I got stabbed this good, I was in the Highlands fighting for the Scots against the English. Oh, those were the days. I'm gonna just twist the sword and say, stop. I have other <laughs> things to do today. <laughs> well, I got nothing but time on my hands. <laughs> Wait. What did you just say? Great. Can you maybe lend me, like, 70 years of it? Because I have things to do today. You're the kids from the future, right? I actually... Just uh, put it in your to-do list. You'll remember it when it's, uh... Time... <clears throat> when the time comes again. Don't look at it as wasting time in the past. Look at it as an extra... 70 years to spare and in any case I think I've been helping you enough thanks 
for the trip down memory lane, but I gotta get going. And he slides the sword out of himself and attempts to stumble away. I'm just a little bit flabbergasted right now. This guy is not quite on the same level as the others. Yeah, no, I uh, I didn't think we'd be fighting a Highlander today. <laughs> Rethink teleports to the roof of the bank to get away from the punching. I'm basically trying to run away from something difficult to clear Nobody's us, right? Nobody's punching you. They're all on their asses. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that oh, okay. the state of things has somewhat all right. changed. All right, yeah. It's like you just now remembered you can do that. Not like I... Mm. I was just waiting for my turn to happen, so... Yeah. Well, remember, it's not exactly a turn, so... Yeah. You've got something immediate to say. You can right. always jump Well, in. I mean, I, I can't think of anything to clear these conditions now, since the situation is basically over. Yeah. Saxon has grabbed one of the money sacks that he was carrying earlier. The other hand is currently stuffed into his wound... And he is stumbling away. It would seem that you know getting stabbed in the gut maybe isn't life-ending for him, but it certainly slows him down. I'm gonna just march out of the bank, blood dripping from the sword that is built into my arm, and yell at the police. Would you people get in here and do your jobs already? Actually, hold on. If I teleport in and take just like a wad of cash and teleport back out before the police can get in there. Can I clear hopeless because I'm going to just basically have enough money to just do whatever I want to fling myself into easy relief? Um, let's see. I mean, you are a delinquent. It's yeah. <laughs> and plus, like, we need cash if we're going to be stuck in the past. All right. You've yeah, been sentenced um, to 73 years in jail. Oh, no. <laughs> Just stealing some cash when there's an easy opportunity would clear hopeless, but all right. I will uh, also be very strict with the rules here and say hopeless only gets actively cleared once the scene ends. Okay, fair enough. So in this case, once you leave this particular bank. And okay. in the meantime, Cufflink has shot it at the cops, so roll superior to get them to do what you want. That's an 11. All right. The cops had wanted to stay the hell out of a superhero fight until it was over. But you just announced that it was over. So they run in and they start tackling and uh, cuffing the gangsters. But uh, sadly, Saxon had just a little too much time to get away. And for some reason, he's the blood trail just sort of stops once it reaches the uh, back alley behind the bank. Well, that's weird. Yes, maybe he can teleport too. Probably an immortal. Probably has some sort of like life-sustaining healing ability. Or teleport. I mean, I feel like he would have done that around the time I gutted him. Maybe yeah, he can only do it when nobody's looking. That's a stupid restriction. I can turn invisible, but only when no one is looking at me. <laughs> Anyways, and I pull a handkerchief out of my pocket and clean off my sword. And while there's no cops around, I'm gonna be like, guys, guys, look what I got us. Bitch. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, a big old stack of twenties. I, you know, I, 
That's fine, whatever. We're gonna need money if we're gonna be stuck in the past for an extended period of time. And if Give we're... it back in the future. Yeah. Hey, I found this Wada 20s, or from the 40s. Don't question why they look brand new. <laughs> Donate them to a museum. This is true. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna get a heads-up display going on our path to the mentalist. See if there's a soda shop on the way there. Look, you can get you can get blitzed out on cocaine when we're not so on the clock. That's the best time to get blitzed out on cocaine. Actually, I don't even want the sodas now. I just want an egg cream. Never had one. I always wanted to try one. What the fuck is an egg cream? It's like a cream soda, I think. It's like a cream soda and chocolate syrup, and it's like it's whipped real heavily. Hmm. Yeah. Weird thing about egg cream. No egg. Yeah. Huh. It, All right. It's, it's a thing. It actually sounds pretty good. Like, add a character, that sounds pretty good. Well, not cream mm-hmm. soda, like club soda. Yeah, I, I figured as much. It's like a Yahoo, just like really frothy and... Hmm. Okay. All right. So, the last one on the list is the one who is robbing a warehouse in the warehouse district. The Mentalist. And this person also has a crew of gangsters. And, uh... While they're fending off the police, you see that a superhero has already made this, uh, made it to the scene this time. Which which version of a future superhero are you? Well, in this case, it appears that you can easily tell who the Mentalist is because he is wearing this big helmet. This ugly, got these weird protrusions on it, and seems to be holding it with his fingers and uh, projecting some sort of psychic mental energy. Aside from that, he is dressed like a gangster, like just below the neck. Everyone's in suits these days. (laughs) And the person facing him is also wearing a brightly colored helmet. This one, a bit more of a simpler um, swept back design, better looking, and uh, Aside from that, he's wearing a bunch of bright colors. Uh, Silver to match his helmet, but also just bright green as a contrast. And uh, he is not holding his helmet. He is uh, moving his hands through very complex motions to cast spells that just seem to be pinging off the mentalist's mind shield. And so the two are at an impasse. All right, uh... ZM, if it turns out that this guy's got mind control powers, you have my explicit permission to electrocute me until I stop fucking around. Oh, I love it when this happens. (laughs) Yes, I'm aware. Which is why I dearly, dearly hope he doesn't. You know, I could just, like, teleport behind him and, like, knock that big stupid helmet off his head. Well, then fucking try it, smart guy. I kind of don't want to because I have minus two directly engaged with threat right now. Ah, uh, put up or shut up, RT. <laughs> Come on. Yes, and incidentally, new scene, hopeless is cleared. Just making that clear. Yep, I go. I mean, I could, but maybe I want to hear what the other guy, what you two want to do about it. You ever think of that? Coward. So is that 
helmet like a full head helmet, or is it just like top of the head? What's what's the situation? It is. Well, it's got his face is still visible around the helmet, but it, in terms of shape, it sort of looks like an uh, old aviation helmet that covers like all of the scalp, the back of the head, the ears, and it's just sort of puffed up because it's about like two or three inches is the surface of the helmet around where you're pretty sure his head is. So is it like Magneto's helmet, but super thick? A bit like that, but just sort of uglier, more utilitarian, less stylish. Got it, got it, got it. All right, uh, let me try a thing, and I am going to make... I want to make a horrible, incredibly loud noise happen inside that helmet. I think that's... Uh, do you want me to roll freak or danger for that? You will need to directly engage the threat, and I will say this does not necessarily happen because that mind shield works against more than just magic. Yeah, I probably won't be able to whammy this guy until we get that mind shield off of him. Well, that's nothing. All right, well, uh... So basically what I'm trying to do is just generate an ear-splitting screech inside that helmet. All right. Well, it doesn't happen exactly the way you say it does, because the mind shield does protect him somewhat against that level of sound. But at the same time, he's clearly calibrated for magic rather than wavelength messing with powers. And so instead of a loud screech inside his helmet, instead it just seems to ricochet off it and create this incredibly loud bong <laughs> that is still clearly too loud for him to handle, and so he marks his condition afraid. Oh yeah, what 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 is your thing? Uh, what are the th- two things you want for that role? Well, let's see. Let's go with resist or avoid their blows, and then I mean, it seems like he's already impressing, surprise, or frightening the opposition. I mean, that's already happening, though, as a thing, isn't it? Well, by saying that, you can define his reaction as being that. Instead, let's create an opportunity for my allies. Because I don't think I can just get his helmet off of him that easy. Well, I'd say that this is a pretty significant distraction from whatever he's doing. Can I just, like, teleport right next to him, stick my foot out, and trip him as he runs away? I don't think he's running away, though. Yeah, he has not started running oh. away yet. Oh, he hasn't, he hasn't started running away yet. Okay. He's got a response move first. Yeah, he has his angry move to do first. Oh, okay. All right. Then let's resolve his angry move. All right. At which point, uh, when he, when the bong happens inside his helmet, he clutches his head, looks over at the newcomers, looks back over at the silver-helmeted hero, and says, uh, No fair bringing more reinforcements. I must end this quickly. And uh, just with one big psychic shove, he pushes the silver helmet hero back onto his butt and then starts running. And now I would like to teleport in front of him, stick my foot out and try and trip him. I'm guessing that's directly engage a threat. Yep. All right. So I am rolling that at a minus Literally asking for it, however. Yep. Oh, that's still an eight. 
Hey! Alright, what's your thing? Resist or avoid their blows. Okay, so... Does not realize that you would be popping right in front of him. Does not realize that your foot would be in front of his leg. Slips, skids, falls, cracks that giant helmet of his. Luckily, it also works as a helmet, so his <laughs> head's fine. The helmet is also a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. Well, not all of them are, so, you know. This crazy 1940s technology. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does seem to have broken whatever sort of systems were in it that were allowing him to use his mental powers, because the, so uh, his helmet goes on a rampage. <laughs> no, this time it just breaks. Uh, oops, did I break that? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, did I break? Nah, I'm not, I'm not sorry at all, actually. <laughs> However, there are still all of the gangsters around you. Still oh. shooting the police and all of that. Yeah. But without the mentalist to, um take his attention. The Silver Helmet hero begins casting spells that immediately begin just paralyzing the various gangsters, some of whom get shot after being paralyzed, because that's just how it happens. But others fall over and are arrested instead, along with the Mentalist, once they uh, get over to him, who is just sort of looking at his broken helmet with an expression of uh, what happened to my precious object here. I'm going to walk over, I'm going to pick it up, and I'm just going to start looking at it. And like, it's, it's in his hands. Oh, it's, oh, it's in his hands. Why are, they, why are the police letting him have it? Uh, the police haven't gotten to him yet. Oh, okay. That, Fair enough. That, that is how he is when the police finally get over to him, tackle him, cuff him, start taking him away. Okay. So, uh, at this point, the Silver Helmet hero turns to you guys and says, Thanks for the help there, kids. I mean... All I did was trip a guy, so... No problem, fellow hero. Oh, we're still doing that, okay. Good to see kids these days, uh, fighting for the American spirit. Now, I don't believe we've been properly introduced. I know your names, but you can call me Dr. Eternity. How does everyone know us already? You guys just invented the telephone. The capitalist was able to find us while we were still meeting and deciding who should go where to help out the city at our Vigilant Society of America headquarters. Yeah, speaking of, can I get the address of that? I think that's where we're going next. Yes, from what I've been hearing through my special telepathy bonds, I believe that the crisis facing this city has for the moment ended. Now it seems that we'll have some time to work on you and your problems. So does this like happen often? Is like is it just do all the villains get together and think, let's rob a bank. Let's all rob a different bank on Tuesday. Well, unfortunately, it seems that they've been inspired by our own decision to team up. Vigilant Society of America is uh, still a very young organization. We've only decided to gather together just two years ago. But it was soon after its founding that some of uh, the greatest villains that each of us have individually faced decided to gather themselves together and create a counter-society of their own. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Indeed. 
So, uh, do you guys need fare for the streetcars? Uh, no, we got it. We're good. Yeah. Very well. Then I shall meet you there at our society headquarters. You already know where it is. And it fades from you. Told us. Did, did you think that was, like, clever? Was that supposed to be clever? No, I actually know where it is now. Fucking wizards. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've got the streetcar covered for all of us. I think <laughs> I'll just take my own transportation. I'm probably faster than the streetcars. I mean, my teleportation is probably faster than the streetcars, too, but you don't want to hang out with us? Come on. Well, the, the other thing is that the streets are actually very crowded with people and cars. It's just, I'm just going to take the streetcar. God, fine. <laughs> like I said, I've got it covered. Come on, it's a streetcar. You don't see those in the future. The present. No, now it's the present. No, we're in the past and the future is the pre- Okay, I'm already going cross eyed. Let's just go. Yes. Onward to the Vigilance Society. I'm Big Baby. Tally-ho. Bully. You do take the streetcars to uh, get to your destination. And, uh... It is relatively close to where you first appeared. Not, not the same block or anything, but uh, roughly the same neighborhood as where you appeared. But uh, the building appears to be uh, one of those little narrow townhouses that are all just sort of built one overlapping with the next. And just in front of one of them is this shield painted in red, white, and blue with the words uh, Vigilant Society of America just written in cursive across the front of it. We really gotta talk to them about fonts. Get them ahead of their time. As long as we convince them to go away from Papyrus, I think we're good. We have to warn them against comic sans. Yeah, does it have a front door to knock on, or can we just go inside? Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a front door. It's uh, closed, and when you knock at it, a uh, woman answers the door. She's dressed in a uh, red, white, and blue outfit that accentuates her features. And uh, when she sees you, she smiles, uh, holds out her hand. Ah, you must be the kids from uh, the future. Hi, Magnificurl. I came from the... uh, Nawadawak Indian tribe, and I'm the society secretary. Glad to meet you. Hi, I'm Future Kid Number One. These are my friends, Future Kid Two and Future Kid Three. We have names. You don't have to be rude. I go by Ballyhoo. Ballyhoo shakes your hand. Bona Jornata. I am Cufflink. Cufflink shakes your hand. Oh, you've got some strength in your arms there. She uh, gives you a squeeze that your sensors indicate is superhuman in grip strength. 
Yes, and they're very hard to repair right now. You break them, so please be gentle. All right, all right. It's just nice to meet someone else uh, with that kind of power in their arms. And uh, how about you? I'm Rethink. Ah, future kid number one. Yes. Welcome to the Vigilant Society headquarters. Well, if you like, we're assembling in the uh, the main. Uh, well, honestly, it used to be the kitchen. Come on back, kids. Hey, do you have Coca-Cola? Because Ballyhoo has been dying for our Coca-Cola like all day. We stopped by the soda <laughs> fountain on the way. Back. We're fine. Remember? Nope. Got an egg cream. I'm. I'm gonna be 100% honest. I barely was paying attention. It's how you cleared Hopeless. <laughs> no, I cleared Hopeless by stealing the money. <laughs> no, you had to pour into for easy... You had to use oh, relief and to do that, you stole the money. True. Then yes. you used it on something, which I'm assuming was whatever kind of crazy fucking potato chips I got back here or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll gather in the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Incidentally, the soda fountain did not have Coca-Cola. They had a cola, but it was a house blend. Fancy. Didn't Coca-Cola start bottling in the 20s, though? Just the it didn't really take off in popularity until World War II ended. Hmm. Alright, so we just wait around a couple years? I am not waiting around a couple years for you to get a Coke. Oh my god. I am also not waiting around here for a couple of years. The real Coke with the real cocaineum. <laughs> And yes, this is also long after they stopped putting cocaine in Coca-Cola. Uh, he doesn't know that in character. It, they stopped doing that pretty much immediately. Rip. It's amazing our civilization got past cocaine soda at all. <laughs> look, look, BH, if it's really that big of a deal to you, Dops. then... I will figure out how to synthesize cocaine once we get home, and I'll mix one for you. No, it's fine. It's it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I bust into a nightclub all the time. I'm pretty sure you don't need to synthesize the cocaine. Yes, but you're boring. <laughs> if you make it yourself, it's extra illegal. <laughs> you enter the meeting area, which is basically a, a large round table with a bunch of seats around it in what used to be the kitchen before they just sort of tore out most of the cabinets and uh, cooking surfaces. And y you can still clearly see where they were because there are still just sort of shadows on the wall. And uh, also the sink is still present because they they could still use a sink. Yeah. And, right, uh, right. Present in the room already are several superheroes that you've met along the way, including the Captain List, Mach, Doctor Eternity, Magnificurl, and then there are also several more superheroes that you haven't seen. One of them is uh, dressed in this sort of brown outfit uh, with contrasting um, that I'm trying to find a dignified way to describe the whole underwear on the outside look. I don't know if there is one. I don't think there's a way to... 
You're just gonna have to uh, say it. That was like an old acrobat's outfit. It was like a constricting thing. Yeah, but that is how this guy is dressed with the just sort of gray pants area, brown outfit, and just sort of little uh, coyote ears sticking up out of his cowl. Oh, Batman. Oh, uh-huh. Coyote Man. Yes, Coyote Man. Il Coyote. You guys are familiar with Coyote Man. <laughs> Everyone loves Coyote Man. And his signature catchphrase, My parents are no longer alive! <laughs> <laughs> well, this this guy seems a bit more chill than the one you know. And you're pretty sure it's not the same guy because he's doesn't have alien metabolism and such. Uh, excuse me, he might not be more chill. If you'll recall, Batman straight up murdered people when he was finished fighting them <laughs> back in the yeah, day. But he wasn't all angsty about it. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> and uh, a, a kid who's about your age is uh, standing next to him, wearing contrasting um, yellow and blue. And uh, you're, you're pretty sure this must be the first Blue Jay. Coyote Man's uh, longtime sidekick. Right on. I should get every one of theirs. Every single solitary one of their autographs. They would be worth a fortune when they get back home. No one would believe how you got them. Honestly, they they probably probably would. would, Given the world we live in. Are there any others? Sign this $20 bill. Don't worry, I have a whole stack of them. There are two more people. One of them is uh, has no shirt on, but is wearing a mask that conceals most of his face, and that connects to a large cape behind him. He's wearing just sort of a the sort of boxer's uh, boots that go up almost to the knee, and a pair of uh, form-fitting trousers. Not quite sure who he is. And then the last one is a guy in just this body sock. Alright. Just like he's he's got some shoes on, but his entire body is just covered in a canary yellow body sock with only his face poking out of it and then just a little um, domino mask across his eyes. Aww. This is like All before right. superheroes <laughs> figured out how to dress... So, I have, a, I have a question that I feel is kind of important here. Counting the three of us, unless I've miscounted, that makes 11 people in this kitchen. It is rather crowded, yes. Ah. Yeah, when, when people go for a drink, they're just having to scooch past each other. They have, like, torn out the wall of the room that was next to it, but that just makes enough room for the, uh, for the big table to be in here too I look at this crowd and I turn to what was her name Wonder Girl I've honestly Magnific Girl Magnific Girl Girl. I I turn to Magnific Girl and I say do you mind if I put like small holes in the walls and ceiling because I could just stay up there it'll make more space for everybody else um why would you need to put holes in the walls just sort of flick my arm and the climbing gear inside of it unfolds and it is spiky 
Oh. Um, better not. Uh, we barely managed to get permission from Lisa to, uh, take out the walls. Eh. Alright. I'll fold it all back up. I just might sit on the table. I'll just, I'll just stand. I'm, I'm good. I'll also just stand. My legs don't get tired. <laughs> I was just trying to make room. Well, uh, once you guys arrive and have a moment to look around, uh, Dr. Eternity knocks on the table to get everybody's attention, saying, I call this meeting of the Vigilant Society of America to order. Now, first the old news. How did everybody make out with the, uh, villain attacks throughout the city? And, uh, the other members start, uh, listing off, uh, the incidents that they found and dealt with. Turns out there were a lot more than just the four that you guys faced out there. Which is why, uh, you didn't necessarily see someone at, uh, each location. And, uh, Mock was dealing with a, uh, a guy with a flamethrower who was setting those fires he mentioned. Uh, the capitalist was, uh, keeping a watch in order to locate everybody and dispatch other members to the right locations. Coyote Man was dealing with yet another bank robbery downtown. And, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Dr. Eternity, you saw what he was busy with, and he brings it up, and he points at you guys when he mentions how you um, helped him out. And then the last two superheroes, uh, they mentioned their names. And uh, the first one, with the uh, cape and the boxer's boots, uh, calls himself Proton. And what he says he did was uh, he went to another location in the warehouse district, uh, found a bunch of bad guys trying to loot something, and punched them. Very good. Congrats on your punching. I'm sure you punch excellently. Knocks his fists together. And uh, the last guy, the guy in the whole body sock, identifies himself as the Wraith. And uh, he speaks with a bit of an accent, despite being just as white as everybody else here. And he mentions that uh, there was an incident down by the docks that he helped to resolve. But he's not very particular about how or what his methods were. And so the capitalist concludes by saying, And of course we've got some assistance from our new friends here. So what do you say, Doctor? Time for the new business? Doctor nods, turns to you, says, So, you've come here from the future, yes? Yep. What is it that you need from this time period? How is it that we can help? We need a method to get back. We didn't come here by choice. We're not seeking anything. We're not trying to prevent any sort of calamities. We just got shunted here by someone I think you guys are actually going to thwart at some point in the relatively near future. And we need to get back. <laughs> well, I suppose that time is relative, eh? <laughs> uh, that was <laughs> Proton. Proton was making that joke. 
as lame as it was. And a couple of the other vigilance members just sort of laugh politely. I put my hands on my hips and like puff out my chest and say, indeed. Yeah, don't quit your day job. You don't have day jobs. Sounds like some sort of time nonsense. So, Proton, does that uh, have anything related to what you've been working on? Well, us boys downtown have been working on uh, some very high-end physics problems, that's true, but uh, so far we haven't exactly cracked the time code just yet. But I tell you what, if you're trying to get to the future, that's a bit easier than trying to get into the past. Yeah, all we do is wait. I would prefer not that method. Well, if we can freeze you in place for long enough, then eventually you should be able to catch up to the time period you came from, and uh, relative to your perceived time, no moments will have passed. You'd be able to be exactly where you were when you started. I look over at uh, Cufflink and I go, is that gonna mess up with your lady friend there? Lady friend, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Fine, girlfriend, whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely incorrect. She's me, dumbass. <laughs> you're going to call me anything, I'd prefer sister. I actually do have, like, speakers built into me because Zosima is a person, and if she wants to talk to people, she should be allowed to do so. Fine, sister. Whatever. Like, is that gonna mess her up? Because, like, she doesn't exactly perceive time the same way we do, Right? Well, I suppose it depends on exactly what sort of method we use to freeze you in place. I mean, uh, I suppose there's that cryogenic freezing that we've been uh, bandying about. But I don't think that would be... uh, I don't think that's quite safe just yet. Uh, It might be better to put you into a particle accelerator and uh, have you move so fast that time, perceptually move slower outside and... uh, well, there you go. There's still the question of the building we came in. That's got a lot of, well, for you, future tech. Not quite sure we can fit that into a particle accelerator. Is this going to be like this? Is this going to be like a, a weird loop thing where we've brought back the technology to the past that inspires like the future technology? And did uh, we just transport the building? that guys, was supposed to be built guys, there. Guys, we all agreed not to think about it. Did we just, like... No, are we no, gonna be in, are no, we gonna he's be directly right, he's responsible right. He's right, we did. We agreed not to think about fashion? it. We agreed not to think did about it. Did we invent shag carpeting? We, oh, no. Oh, no. Now that's... <laughs> now we're super villains, guys. We invented shag carpeting. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, if you're worried about polluting the time stream, I can just burn it down with my heat breath. Might be for the best. Yeah, if push comes to shove, we can find a new base. We were in that one for all of, like, 20 minutes. I'm not attached. Yeah, honestly, it's probably better for everyone involved. Did you see the wallpaper in that? Oh, oh, wait, oh, what about all the asbestos? That cannot be safe to burn. I mean, it, it doesn't burn. That's the point of asbestos. 
which means it's ultra safe not to burn. Oh shit! You guys don't know about asbestos. Um, don't don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do asbestos. Don't use asbestos. It's bad. Don't vote for Reagan. Actually, the dangers of asbestos have been known since the 1930s. It's just that asbestos creators buried the uh, information in order to continue <laughs> making asbestos throughout the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Not all of that was in character. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> all right. So, particle accelerator probably sounds correct. Is yeah. that? Do you have a functional one of those? That we do. Although uh, it's in rather a secret location. Okay. I promise not to tell anybody in seventy-seven years. Yeah. Well, I'm a. Actually, I'm a bit curious about that. Tell me, in the future, do people know about that certain project downtown? The one that's uh, going to help with the war? Maybe oh. help end it quickly? Okay, oh, so are you talking about Manhattan Project? The Manhattan Project did not actually happen in New York. Some of it did. Okay. They didn't do the testing in New York, but they did a lot of Office. the uh, physics. In Oak Hill, Tennessee. They did a lot of manfa- manufacturing in Tennessee. It was a, a lot of locations, actually. I visited that place. It's neat. Hmm. A museum. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's a publicly known piece of information in our time. Yeah, it, it doesn't um, exactly manage to stay well, hidden. Yeah, it worked, and it worked pretty well. It also scarred a country... Forever, they're still getting over it. Yeah, they're they're not exactly thrilled about it. Well, it's they're they're quite traumatized. Having that sort of thing dropped on you it causes some uh, some problems in the people whom it hits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, radiation is uh, actually really really bad. Yeah. Now we know about that, but. Uh... Well, if you're only, only in the particle accelerator for wh- what is perceptionally a few seconds, that should be fine. And since you already know about the uh, big secret, and uh, Proton, who's the one talking about all of this, looks around the room at uh, the other superheroes, not all of whom seem to be in on the uh, secret. They just seem to be aware that Proton is working on something important. Well, it might be uh, safe enough to bring future kids over to the lab. I I guarantee you, whatever you got in that lab, we probably learned about in high school. Maybe even middle school. Yep. Amazing. Well then, kids, let's pile into the Proton Mobile. Are you sure about that name? Sure, I'm sure. Everybody's got a mobile. No, the correct answer is I'm positive. <laughs> I call shotgun. All right, and you head out behind the uh, behind the headquarters where there's the uh, sort of backyard parking lot, and uh, you can tell which one is the Proton Mobile because it's the only one painted yellow and green, like Proton's outfit. Very toyetic. You've been just waiting to use that word. No, it literally just came to me. 
Don't lie to me. No, I literally, both in and out of character, it just came to me. (laughs) And you see a couple of the other uh, cars are uh, painted in bright colors, but most of them are actually just in the normal sort of... uh, Coyote car? Yeah. The road dog. (laughs) Coyote mobile. They're all mobiles. Yes. All of them, yes. Aside from the ones that are just cars driven by the uh, superheroes. Oh, those are just automobiles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you can also tell which one is Coyote Man's uh, car. Not just because it's painted a very vibrant shade of brown, but also because it's the only convertible. Ah, gotta make room for the ears. <laughs> yes! How many coyote mobiles did he have to go through before he figured that one out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, just during the drive, uh, Proton just sort of leans over and says, You know why I call myself Proton? No, please tell me. Well, because back in the day, I was just this weak little wimp. 90-pound loser. Physics major, of course. But then I realized that if I wanted to stop people bullying me, I'd have to do it myself. And so I got myself on a workout regimen. I trained with some of the best boxers in the nation. And now here I am, just as strong as any one of them. And I'm still just as smart as I was when I started college. Maybe even smarter. Okay. okay. So how does that why? lead to the name Proton? Yeah. Well, it's to remind me of the fact that I once started small, but I can still punch big. Ah, okay. I see. I get it now. Hmm. Don't know how much they teach you up in high school in future days, but uh, little nuclear explosions can turn into really big things if if you arrange them just right. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, yeah, we we get it now. Protons and neutrons. Do you guys know about antimatter yet? I forget. You know, there's a there's a really real possibility that you guys might like ignite the atmosphere doing this. Hmm. Odds have been uh, calculated as fairly low. Oh, do you know Oppenheimer? Not on record, I don't. Ah. All right. This is an awkward car ride. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys haven't invented seatbelts yet. No, they're, I'm pretty sure they've been invented. They're just not mandatory yet. No, it's the 40s. They haven't even been invented yet. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. And uh, neither have bucket seats. So it's just uh, two benches, one in front of the other. I brace my legs into the ground and engage the stabilizers. <laughs> also, the... Uh, Something else just that you just note is that the uh, the shifter is a lever next to the wheel rather than a lever on the uh, on the side because that's how cars were built sometimes back in the day. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. But yes, you are admitted into a top secret lab in the downtown area. You are permitted to go into the particle acceleration chamber, which, unlike an actual particle acceleration chamber, is big enough to fit three people. 
because this is superhero particle accelerators, not real ones. Mm-hmm. Of course. And so you are informed that if this experiment goes correctly, you should feel and experience nothing but a few seconds, but in that time, a full 77 years should pass. And uh, the chamber is closed and locked, and uh, a giant wheel is spun in order to completely seal off the chamber. It's uh, honestly rather intimidating. And uh, you see, rather than hear the countdown, as uh, Proton helpfully holds up fingers, starting with 10 and then going down to 3, 2, 1, and then everything just sort of blurs and empties through the uh, the window of the accelerator. Are we dead? Do you guys feel dead? What does dead feel like? You don't feel dead. You don't feel anything particularly unusual. How would we know? If you felt something unusual, you would know it would be unusual. Anyway, eventually uh, you hear the... Uh, the sort of hum of the chamber slow down and stop. And then uh, the uh, wheel spins again. The chamber opens with a puff of air and a hiss. And there before you stands the Captainalist, looking a few years older than he was before. And he looks at you and says, Sorry to have to interrupt your time travel, kids, but we have need of you again. It's the Time Master. We need help from the future. All right. Because it's the end of session, uh, does anybody have any uh, sort of playbook things that need to happen now? I do. And it is... It is an aspect of my shame. So, two mechanical features of your shame. Number one is whenever you are confronted with your shame, either mark a condition or shift superior down in danger up. If your shame is an NPC, which she is in this case, they can never lose influence over you. And then, for the end of session stuff, at the end of every session, answer the question, did you take steps to make amends for your shame? If the answer is yes, mark potential. If the answer is no, give influence to one of your teammates. All right. Do you think you made any progress? Um, well, I kind of can't make progress right now. I don't have any of my materials. I don't have any notes. Uh, I would say getting back to the present should probably count towards making progress. Because you can't make you can't make actual progress without getting back to the present, and therefore getting to the present is technically the ability to remake progress. Therefore, that is progress. I'll defer to Bobbin on that one, then. It's not going to be too very important since this is only a three-session game. And so I will move the goalposts to being um, making a more personal connection 
with your AI copy. Alright. So as opposed to creating an entirely new body for her and or an identity and such, just uh, growing closer to your AI partner. Alright, well, she is an NPC and is therefore under your control, so you can rule on that. Alright, but I would like your opinion like on how you think you've been getting on with her. I mean, I've been pretty deferential to her today. Just lots of pleases and thank yous. I've been attempting to keep the sarcasm to a minimum. Alright, and uh, you've been allowing her to not do the same. Because I uh, don't know if you've caught it, but she's been very sarcastic this whole time. Yeah, and you've, yeah. You've, you've been taking that, so let's say that you have grown somewhat closer. Okay. I will mark and potential. Alright, anybody else have uh, specific playbook stuff for end of session? Mm, don't think so, no. I'm pretty sure I don't. Alright, then we'll just uh, go down the list here. Regular end of session stuff. So, rethink. Are you closer to the team, closer to yourself, or away from the team? Uh, I don't think I grew closer or further away from the team. However, I did basically try to clown on as many people as I could. So I'm going to grow into the, my own image of myself. And I'm going to shift mundane down and danger up. Because I was trying to kick a lot of butt this session. <laughs> Ballyhoo. How have you got on? I feel closer because Cuffling and I had that good riff where we were just constantly dragging everything's nuts with the superhero <laughs> voice. <laughs> Alright, and everybody's already got influence with each other. So, Cuffling, what do you want to do about it? Um, what's your, uh, what's your stats? Um, let's see. Danger 1, Freak 2, Savior 1, Superior 2, Mundane, Minus 2. Like Kraken Wise is a pretty mundane thing. So let's move Freak down and mundane up. Okay. Alright, and that brings us back to Cufflink. And, and I'm I'm going to also take an own image for this one. Although it's kind of a negative image, because I did kind of have a low-key freak out. <laughs> it's really more of a high-key freakout, considering I fucking gutted a man. Did not seem to be as surprised or displeased about it as you might have expected. Yeah, but that still wasn't really okay. So I'ma drop my mundane and I'ma up my danger. Yeah, good timing on it, though, just uh, speaking as GM to player here. Of all the people you could have gutted, you gutted the one who is explicitly immortal. Thank Good luck. goodness. Good luck. He is not dead today. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, well, it's that then. That's the session. Hooray. Hope you all enjoyed this trip down Beckwith.
Prairie Lane and prepare for it to continue. <laughs>